0: I'm a little slow to comment on the latest shooting that happened in Nashville this past week. A shooting which seems to be an act of martyrdom, in which Christians were killed for the mere fact that they were Christians. We cannot know what happened, but there is certainly a troubling lack of information that doesn't help. It's a heavy topic, and I'm not sure that I'm properly equipped, but I'll try my best. I could use angry rhetoric, After all, I feel pretty angry. I could make comments on who's at fault. But now is not the time for empty rhetoric. It's a time to point mankind to the Word of God. The Word of God is the only, and I need to repeat that, the only medicine for this culture. Our culture needs healing from sin to be restored to order. And most importantly, we need restoration of faith. We have a crisis of faith in our culture because we can only see the material in the here and now. It takes a lot more effort and faith to believe that there is something more beyond this life. If all that we can see is the material world in front of us, we will be left hopeless. Hopelessness is the great ailment of our disordered society, and Christians should be ready to lovingly administer the cure. Welcome to The Counting Room. One thing I want all my listeners to know about The Counting Room is that while I may be running this podcast from my basement by myself, that doesn't mean that you can't help. You can send me feedback, suggestions, things I can improve, things that you liked, subjects I can talk about, or maybe you're interested in being a guest. If you want to help make this podcast better, you should email me at feedback.thecountingroom at gmail.com. Once again, that's feedback.thecountingroom at gmail.com. I enjoy making this content, and I enjoy talking about faith, politics, and everyday living. And I welcome any assistance in making this content more fruitful and more beneficial to my listeners. Please, take a few moments and consider how you can help, and send me an email. Thanks. Psalm 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help Cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, he that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in, from this time forth, and even forevermore. When I started podcasting, I never imagined that I'd be talking about something like this. I realized long ago that we're entering a period of angst in our culture, but I didn't think that I would be talking about a shooting at a Christian school. I relate to the victims in a lot of ways. I'm connected to the school through Christ, and I even discovered that a close friend of my church circle, was with the pastor who lost his daughter earlier on that day. The school is a ministry of a PCA church, so these are fellow evangelical Presbyterians like myself. On the morning of March 27, 2023, a 28-year-old woman violently entered Covenant Christian School of Nashville, Tennessee, and murdered three nine-year-old children and three adults over the age of 60 the police did an excellent job of justly putting an end to a rampage through lethal force that took her life. They are to be commended. In the aftermath of the shooting, we saw that the script was flipped, and the attitude seems to be justifying the shooting as if orthodox conservative Christians provoked the shooting by holding their biblical views. Now the story is that the true victim of the shooting is the trans community, as they fear a genocide. The shooter apparently had some sort of disordered confusion. While I doubt the sincerity of such fears, I also have to say that even if they are sincere, they are ill-founded. We know that there is sin in this world, and while we must hold a very clear biblical position that's at odds with their worldview, we cannot hold an entire demographic responsible for one act. As Christians, Our purest form of resistance and rebellion against a fallen culture is laying down our lives sacrificially for it. Our sword is God's word, and by that we conquer. The indifference towards us goes all the way up to the White House, where Joe Biden has declared a transgender day of visibility. The insult to injury isn't surprising, since the established powers have showed us, time and time again, that they are not concerned with the optics of appearances of tone-deafness. And they certainly don't want to make the story about dead Christians and the mourning families. In fact, it would seem that the Christians are the oppressors, and the shooter is the oppressed, according to Joe Biden. This type of institutional corruption is very disheartening, as it only permits anti-Christian rhetoric that could end in future acts of this nature. This really hits home, because the Covenant Christian School is very much like the one that I grew up in. And I'm certain that the pastor is not too different from the pastor I grew up with, and also not too different from my father, not too different from my friends, not too different from my own family. We Christians are connected by water and blood, far be it from us to forget that. We rejoice together, and we mourn together, as in Romans 12.15. We have a significant bond of brotherhood that makes our rejoicing greater and our sorrow deeper as we share our burdens with one another. As I said in the opening, I could think of some angry words and spout them out. I could also speak some empty words of peace and comfort. The world needs peace and comfort, but it doesn't need empty reactionary comfort that platitudes offer. Our world needs the peace and comfort of the redeeming blood of Christ. It needs a restoration of faith. The parents who lost their children on Monday, March 27, 2023, in Nashville, Tennessee, were doing what they thought best for their children. And because of a culture that is in open rebellion against Jesus Christ and His reign, children were slaughtered at the hands of evil. As a Christian, I have to put aside my own pride and my desire for revenge and ask myself, What is the answer to this? There's going to be a lot of comments about empty prayers and rhetoric when Christians speak up. People will say that they don't like our thoughts and prayers. I've even seen some comments online saying that conservative Christians are at fault for this shooting. No victim blaming here. But I'm not too concerned with what the world might think of me. I can only say what I know to be true. We need a restoration of faith, our culture is in a crisis of faith, and it only offers doubt and meaninglessness and abundance. We need to remember that doubt is what Satan had to offer in the Garden of Eden. The satanic question is always, hath God said? Sowing doubt that God has not been faithful to us and has not created us with an orderly intention. He wants us to be filled with assured doubt that we just cannot know anything. Doubt is what our current cultural climate has to offer us. On the subject of doubt, the great preacher Charles H. Spurgeon said, Doubt discovers difficulties which it never solves. It creates hesitancy, despondency, despair. Its progress is the decay of comfort and the death of peace. Believe is the word that speaks life into man but doubt nails down the coffin. This picture of doubt reveals to us that the lack of faith in our Creator to sustain us in every way is cancerous and will only leave us as empty, walking, dead vessels. It's a very hopeless picture indeed, and it's a picture that should remind us that our inheritance is not to be walking dead, but to have everlasting life. To claim that inheritance requires us to have faith. The faith that the believer has is a firm rock beneath his feet, giving him stability. But if our foundation is made up of doubt, and we have no grasp on reality, then we are like the sand that's blown by the wind and moved by every wave that comes our way. The reason we have so much uncertainty in our day and age is because we don't rely on the firm foundation of the word of God. We need a restoration of faith. That is irrefutable. The lack of faith does not come from the more orthodox Christian community that believes every word of the Bible, Old and New Testament. This is the way it's often portrayed. Because many of us believe in God's law, we're driving people away. But what drives people away is an empty faith, The lack of faith in our culture comes from the watering down of the gospel by many Christians, because they wish to negotiate with the world and make some sort of truce. I include myself in here because I was a past offender. But there's no truce that can really be made, because as we should clearly see, we gain nothing from such a Faustian bargain. We need to believe that God is who he has revealed himself to be through his word. C.S. Lewis said, I believe the sun has risen, not because I can see it, but because, by way of it, I see everything else. We often say things like, we know that God exists because all creation proclaims it. This is true, but it is not merely our acceptance and acknowledging of God that allows Him to exist. His existence is mandatory for anything to be known or revealed to us. We see His fingerprint on all creation, but creation is only seen through Him. It takes far more faith to not believe in God than it takes to believe in Him. Psalm 121 tells us that our hope and our aid comes from our God. He is our sure protection. King David knew this very well. The reason he looked to the hills was as a reminder. David remembered who his God was and how he had been taken care of. When David looked to the hills, he remembered hiding in the hills from King Saul when he was being hotly pursued. King David trusted God so much that even when King Saul was delivered into his hands, he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. Could you imagine if we had a politician in our day and age that would stay his hands from attacks against opponents? The life of King David is very informative to us because he was a warrior that was faithful to God. David protected his sheep, slew a giant, and then, with his harp, drove out demons that were sent to torment Saul. Saul appreciated this so much that he chased David into the mountains. In the mountains, David put his full faith in the Lord, over and over again. David knew the goodness of Yahweh. Yahweh is good. He is an always ready help who will not hesitate to come to our rescue. He is faithful, and he has always been faithful. One thing we don't really want to deal with in our time is that we don't trust God all that much. Because we don't trust in him, and we're unfaithful to him, we compromise. The reason that we want to compromise with the world is because we don't trust in his faithfulness. Psalm 121 tells us that we can trust in his faithfulness and He will even guide the sun and moon to preserve us. On a cosmic scale, the movements of the celestial bodies are directed by His hand and used by Him to sustain us. This is how faithful He is. And yet we want to compromise. What is it we want to compromise? God's Word? God's Word is the firm foundation of reality upon which the world makes sense. All our studies of science, philosophy, and history should be guided by what God's Word says. I don't want to compromise God's Word. I believe it to be His inerrant revelation, and that every word of it is true. He is faithful, and He has been faithful to His bride, the Church, throughout the ages. The beauty of Psalm 121 is that we can have no doubt about God's faithfulness. He is always ready and preserves us. He doesn't sleep. He never rests and is always vigilantly keeping us. This is where many people stumble and tend to lose faith. It is difficult to believe that God is that good. Tragedy will befall us, and bad things will happen. We are living in a world that is under the curse. But as Christians, we are working in faithfulness to God to reverse this curse. Our response in evil days should be the same as Job. Job thirteen, fifteen through 16 Though he slay me, yet I will trust in him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. He also shall be my salvation, for an hypocrite shall not come before him. If only we could utter these words sincerely when we're in the throes of tragedy. But this isn't an easy thing to do. Job understood God's faithfulness through tragedy, after tragedy, after tragedy. He understood because he believed that Yahweh would be faithful. Job placed his full faith in the Lord. My words cannot bring comfort to the parents that have lost their children. I cannot bring comfort to those who have lost their loved ones. I can only hope in all humility and sincerity that my words reach one or two and remind them that what this world really needs is a return to faith. We need to know that the miracles of the Bible are not allegory. They are not mere stories to point us to a deeper meaning, but we need to have faith in the truth of the gospel. Whatever befalls us, whatever the world can throw at us, we must believe, not to make peace with the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world is foolishness. It's unstable like sand. Have fearless belief in God. R.J. Junior once said, to be fearless in the Lord does not require us to be great and powerful men, but only to believe in the great and powerful God. Christians, now is not the time for fiery rhetoric, but it's also not the time to compromise with worldly ideologies. This is the time for our every word to be an arrow that reaches its target. It's the time to be faithful and believe that God is who he says he is. He has always been faithful, and not only is he powerful enough to create the world in six days, but he's powerful enough that he could have done it in only a moment. Think on that. Let us return to robust faithfulness, but also take a moment of pause in prayer that we can bring faith and aid. To this culture that is bleeding out before us. Pray with me now. Dear Heavenly Father, I bring before you this horrific mass shooting. Please bring healing and comfort to the victims of this ideological proxy war that rages in our country. Please be with the families directly affected by the shooting this Monday morning. I know that it will be hard for them to find peace. But I pray that you, Lord, will bring them peace and help them to put their full trust in you. I bring before you, Lord, those who wish to use this tragedy for political benefit. And I ask that you would deal with them as you see fit, Lord. I also pray for our country, that you would restore our faith. Lord, many of us believe but help our unbelief. By your grace, I pray that we would be faithful again. Please, Lord, have mercy on us in this way and bring us back to you. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. I'm Joel Edgar. Thanks for listening, and God bless.